I know it sounds like hyperbole. Oh, hang on. We just got to hear the chorus. <laughs> All right, I know it sounds like hyperbole when people are like, man, this band changed my life, man. <laughs> but Husker Du literally changed my fucking life when I was 16 years old, man. I'd never heard of them. I didn't know anything about that. I grew up in the suburbs, man. It was quiet and sheltered, and I listened to a lot of Night Ranger on classic rock radio. That was my life. And then I went down to Northern Lights one day. I took a bus from Coon Rapids. I was starting to wear my hair funny, starting to get into some of the weirder stuff. And I walked into Northern Lights Record Store, the legendary spot downtown Minneapolis, when it was still on Block E, by the way. And I walked in, and it smelled funny in there. And I looked around. I'm like, oh, my God, civilization. It felt like heaven. And I walked in, and I said, what's a good record you got in the store? And I know I've told this story many times before, but, I mean, I, I, I remain thankful because... A bunch of hipsters working at a record store in 1984 could have looked at my silly suburban ass coming in with my trench coat and my bad haircut and been like, look at this nerd. Let's sell him Tesco V and the Meat Men. I can't remember who. Don't remember what they looked like, but they walked me over, grabbed a copy of Zen Arcade and said, this is the best record in this store right now. And I never looked back. I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't have any context, right? And you don't get too many moments like that in your life, right? Where, like, you hear something and you're like, what the f- is this? It's unbelievable. Now, that song right there came out a couple years later off Candy Apple Gray. But damn, man, do I love Husker Du. My name is Brian Oak. Sorry about that. Every once in a while, though, I get a little worked up, especially when I'm underslept like I am right now. It is the Brian Oak Show podcast. Episode 173, recording here in the Smart Start MN studios. Smart Start MN. Sean, by the way, hello. Oh, hello, Brian. How are you? <laughs> Crazy, just like you. Oh, I mean, just like, it's the end of the week, and I'm so looking forward to hiding in the air conditioning in the basement, laying on a concrete floor next to the cat boxes all weekend long. Um, <laughs> that's really how I plan on spending my weekend. I know. Uh, <laughs> Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. That means they have technology that will let you drive once you've lost your license because of a DUI. Of course, the best way to never meet these people is don't drink and drive. However, it happens, right? We've all done it, and it's a bad idea. And if you get popped, you're going to lose your license, but you need to get back into your vehicle. And Smart Start MN is the originator of Minnesota's Ignition Interlock program. They're the ones who know it best, and they're one of us, right? They're from Minnesota. Yeah, and Ed and Mike are great guys. They're not going to shame you. You're already dealing with enough stress having to go through a DUI court, which is not a picnic, but we oh. can... We can help save you a little bit of extra cash. Go to uh, smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show for 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. You know, in this day and age, of course, with things like your Ubers and your Lyfts and your whatnot, there's really zero excuse to drink and drive. Shockingly, people still do it. Well, that's because, I don't know if you've heard this, but the alcohol actually clouds your judgment and suddenly you think, I am fine. I totally got this. In fact, I drive better when I'm drinking. Just not. I've off. actually heard that. Oh, yeah. I have too. Or stoned. People are like, the stone one I'm in stoned. particular. I'm like, but you're going 20 in a 60. Right. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> no, man, I just like, I loosen up and I feel the vibrations and I get it. I'm aware of my surroundings. It's, it's weird incredible. That I, like, hear this weird, like, don't do that. Honking. <laughs> Shut up, Dwayne. Get an Uber, okay? And just don't do it. But if you do do it, get a hold of our friends at Smart Start MN. It is the Brian Oak Show. That's Sean Bernard. I am Brian Oak. And we are going to be talking to Ben Kyle very shortly. Ben Kyle, longtime Minnesota musician. And he's part of Palm Fest 21 coming up in the very near future at our good friend Tony Zaccardi's place, Palmer's, on the West Bank, which... I, I'm I'm so thankful, a little surprised, but deeply, deeply thankful that he survived the pandemic, right? I mean, we've talked to Tony a couple times. and Well, not just him, but Palmer's. Well, that's what, yeah, yeah. No, I knew he was going to survive. <laughs> I meant, you know, he, he bought this bar, which is already a huge undertaking. And then, of course, a worldwide global pandemic comes along and Fs everything up. And a lot of places did not survive it. But Palmer's is one that did. And they're back with a vengeance on the live music front. So we'll talk to Ben about that just ahead in the meantime. Meantime, since we were talking Minnesota music already with Husker Du, here, I, I know that they got much bigger in the 90s, but Soul Asylum laid their groundwork mm-hmm. in the 80s, and this is by far my favorite Soul Asylum song right here on The Brian Oak Show.
Again, Grape Dancers Union and Let Your Dim Light Shine are where they became truly internationally known, right? But back in the 80s, man, Soul Asylum Hang Time, it's one of my very, very favorite Minnesota records of all time. It is the Brian Oak Show. It's episode 173. I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. And we are joined now by Ben Kyle. Hello, Ben. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. I mean, people would probably know you best from your band, Romantica, but you've written with other people. You've done all kinds of music for a long time, but we have to start at the beginning. It's where we start with everybody who's their first time on the show. Where are you from? I'm from Belfast, Northern Ireland. I knew I heard an accent. Yeah, most people think it's Canada. <laughs> Do they say what part? How like, dare you? What part of Canada are you from? Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. Well, that's the thing. I mean, northern. We've had pl- yeah, exactly. We've had plenty of Irish guests on the show before, expats, but their their accent is a little more strongly pronounced than yours. Uh, you yours see, is they not talk, overpowering. They talk with the brogue like this. You know, they little to go up and do- up, start at the top and go down to the bottom. Yeah. Oh you my know, God, that's so exactly that, what they do. So that's that's your, your southern accent, and the the northern Irish accent is a lot more. Um, it's a lot more raw, it's a bit more like Scottish, it's sort of in, somewhere in between that, Scotland and, and the so- Southern Irish. That's what I said to John Cosgrove. I said, you're so Irish, you're Scottish, because he's just got this thick, gritty Irish accent. Then somebody explained the Welsh to me. Because oh, nope. They're, they're, <laughs> Can't they're, help you. There are no vowels in that alphabet, man. That is a crazy-ass language. And the way it's pronounced, you're like, you look at the word, and then you hear it pronounced, no way. Right, right. <laughs> Explain it to me, Ben. Well, you know, I remember <laughs> having to memorize names of Welsh towns when I was a boy, and one yeah. of them had like 26 letters in it. it was, uh, <laughs> no. No spaces. You know? <laughs> exactly. You were not doing that. No. Hey, so you obviously have been a songwriter for a long time. Did you find music before you left Ireland in terms of your personal life? I did, yeah. My dad was a songwriter, so it was just natural to pick up the guitar and play. And I started writing when I was really young, you know, probably eight or nine years old, because that's what he did. Um, So I just, you know, sort of mirrored that. And and, uh, yes, I was already writing, you know, my own songs. Um, I wouldn't want to listen to any of them now. I was going to ask, do you remember remember the very first song you wrote that you actually felt kind of proud of? Do you remember what it was called? I think it was called... um, America the Beautiful, You Could Have Fooled Me. <laughs> oh! Wow. So a little bit nice. of that rebellious spirit. I well see played, what you're doing well right played. there. That was, that was shortly after we'd moved. I think I was, I was um, missing home. Yeah. I bet. Yep. I bet. But I love America now. I know. I will. <laughs> For the most part. Yeah, we all yeah. do, don't we? It's really... For the most part. Really wonderful. I think that we most of us feel that way as well. So what, what prompted the move? When did you come to America? I was mid-90s, and uh, my mom and dad had... had uh, my dad was a medical doctor left that to work in a reconciliation movement in Northern Ireland between mm. Protestants and Catholics. Mm-hmm. And he led a, a movement there for about 20 years. And then, um, you know, they, they, uh, they just felt like it was time to do something new. And, and um, they had friends in, in Minnesota that were inviting them to come and, and work with them. Um, similar kind of mm-hmm. reconciliation work. And uh, they they decided to take all seven kids and, and, and go for it. Well, you know, I mean, Sean and I are both part of the great Irish diaspora right i mean like our my background my mom's 100 percent irish my dad about half and i know that you're very irish yeah. as well so i'm i'm always fascinated but i've always been told never ask about the troubles but you grew up in belfast man or you grew up in northern ireland at right. least i mean and so there's no way that can't have even though you're a little young to have been right in the probably the most of it and the teeth of it there's no way that the troubles couldn't have informed a part of who you are and what you are especially when you talk about your dad working with the reconciliation movement yeah no it absolutely did um you know it was very much a part of life, but, but because it was all I knew, it was, you know, it was just, that's the way life is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it would not be unusual for the, the, my bedroom window to shake in the middle of the night, you know, reverberate with oh, a bomb. Man. Um, you know, I mean, you, so you, you, I mean, they continued long enough that you did experience yeah. when you were young. Yeah, absolutely. Wild. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was sporadic acts of terrorism. This uh-huh. wasn't this constant, you know, sort of warfare, but it was, um, yeah, it was definitely, um, present, you know, and, uh, I used to take a, a school bus to my, school it went through the middle of the city and uh, we drive past the europa hotel every day which was the is is the most bombed hotel in the world and um uh, you know I, I, w- I would some days i would get stuck on the way home in a traffic jam because they would they would shut down the whole city and try to evacuate if there was a bomb scare so you'd get, you know you'd be stuck in the in the middle of belfast you know sort of wondering if this but where this bomb was going to go off you know a little more boring here in minnesota huh 
Uh, you know, there's, we have our own our own fun here. Too, well, yes, yes, in recent yeah. years, yes, but I'm talking <laughs> about as a young man. Yes. You move here to go to high school. You're living in Minnesota. Where did you land? Where did you move into Minnesota? Yeah, so uh, North Minneapolis, um, right uh, on the uh, Victory Memorial Parkway there. Mm-hmm. And I uh, ended up going to Patrick Henry High School. And, uh, you know, culture shock. For sure, for yeah. a, for a little Irish boy that was used to wearing a, a, a sort of suit and tie, oh, bla- yeah. you know, blazer and tie, going to school, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, you know, in Ireland we weren't, uh, well, it wasn't common to swear at our teachers, you know, so it was, it was different. <laughs> it wasn't common. Now we would say it behind their back because because oh. the f word in Ireland is like and or the here. I've right, noticed. this no. is yeah. true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just it, it makes me think, and I know this is going to be kind of like I don't try to pigeonhole people from Ireland because I've been a few times and I do love it there, but like the show. Girls. I know it's a cartoon. I know it's a caricature, but I think it's a brilliant show. I love that show, and it's not far from the truth. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what I mean. Is like I, I don't want to have people have these caricatures in their head, but I've also been told by other people than you that it's relatively accurate. Right. I mean, exaggerated, of course. Of but, course. Well, but, Cosgroves but, told but, me Dairy Girls, and then uh, the my favorite podcast right now is the Tommy Tiernan podcast. I don't know if you've heard it yet. I haven't it's, known it's it yet. Absolutely fantastic. He happens to be on uh, Dairy Girls as well, but uh-huh. he just he does these twenty minute shows, yep. and they're absolutely fantastic. Give him a listen mm, when you yeah. get the chance, Ben. So you land in Minnesota, and I want to get a song from here because you brought a guitar. So we're going to hear at least a couple because you're playing as part of Palm Fest this coming weekend, uh, which is going to be amazing. Three days of outdoor music. And for those of you who like the hot and the summery, man, is the weather ripe for you. Me, more of an air-conditioned guy, more of a boy-in-the-plastic-bubble John Travolta guy myself. But uh, <laughs> I want to talk about that as well. But I want to ask you still, before we before you pick up that guitar, you come here to the States. You land. You're new. I mean, you know, moving to a new city is hard enough. Moving to a brand-new country, there's going to be adjustments. There's going to be culture shock. At least you share the same language. But it was weird. Did music or your love of guitar, did that ease that transition for you at all? Or did it inspire you to write certain things? What was it like? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, absolutely. I think think it you know music is the best therapy right and and mm-hmm. writing songs was was my way of of working processing everything i was going through and you know if i felt something strongly mm-hmm. it just i sat down with the guitar and it came out you know in a song and, and that that mm-hmm. was enough for me just to it was like writing it down in a journal it was it was enough to just get it out there and mm-hmm. then kind of move on to the next thing you know and so yeah absolutely i think that was pivotal for me um and and really really helpful really. and you've been writing music ever since yeah there's no way you were a teenager in the 90s because you look too young what is your secret yeah i have i don't know have kids early i've got a 17 year old I mean, what? She's driving. And how many and kids do you have, Ben? I've got five. Yeah, that's right. He's what? got five kids. That's what no, keeps no, him no, so no. young. Chasing you children. No way. Sometimes you, you, they think we're I'm I'm her brother. <laughs> I was I was gonna say, I mean, that's you are great. very, very young looking, man, and you've got a seventeen year old, you've got five children. Yeah. Well, we better get to making you some money. You're working at Palmer's <laughs> Fest this coming weekend. Can we hear one of your songs and then we'll talk a little bit about life during COVID and Boy, being stuck at home with five kids, damn. Yeah, absolutely. All right, tell me about right. this song. Tell me what it's called and this, tell me about it. Yeah, no, this is, I'm going to do, this is called um, the St. Paul City City Lights. It's it's sort of an ode to the turf club um, that, uh, yeah, I, you know, I fell in love with, with um, you know, the Minneapolis and St. Paul, you know, as a young man. And then, you know, growing up and, and beginning, starting to play music, starting to play out with, with Romantica. Um, the Turf Club was was really a, a, mm. a, really an incubation for for great local music oh, here yeah. in the Twin Cities, and and one of the spots that we would would watch music, listen, and and then began to play often. And so we just have such a, a love relationship for the place, and it was so sad to, to for it not to be open for oh. you know so long yeah. um, over the over the last year and a half. And and um, so I just thought it'd be appropriate to sing this ode to the turf, yeah. One more night under the city lights Got my jacket and I'm ready to go Into the heat of a St. Paul street Summer in the city below Well, the Broadway lights treat me right Watch me when I'm going home One more kiss before we do this Take it on down to the show Everybody's at the turf club over in St. Paul, dancing underneath the bar light to the sound of rock and roll. A local band is playing country songs. Everybody wants to sing along. 
sinks into the belly of a beautiful sky it's cold out there in the St. Paul air baby I've had too much to drive well take my hand I want to be your man you can be my baby tonight one last dance for an old romance before somebody turns on the light everybody's at the turf club over in St. Paul Dancing underneath the bar light To the sound of rock and roll A local band is playing country songs Everybody wants to sing along Whoa are just the angels that are watching over you tonight These beautiful country songs Another way of saying that we want to belong These St. Paul city lights are just the angels that are watching over you tonight These beautiful country songs Another way of saying we want to belong one more night under the city lights Got my jacket and I'm ready to go Oof. Oh, wow. I mean, oh, oof. I just, it, it made me wistful for all that we've missed over the last year and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, man. It's a beautiful yeah. song, and it just, oh. um, we've all been standing right there, you know? A little too much to drink to drive, and um, a good night out at the turf, man. Yeah. I mean, had so many shows there, so many there, right. and you have been on the other side of that, you know, that equation, like cutting your teeth there and making things happen there. Right. What has it been like not being able to get out and do it live and get, I mean, I don't know if you yeah. get nourishment from those live audiences and that kind of thing. Yeah. What's it been like to basically have to cut off the lifeline for a year and a half? Yeah, it's it's been weird, definitely. I mean, I think, yeah, you know, just weird is is, yeah. is like the, <laughs> the best way to describe it. You know, um, you know, I, there is something... I miss I miss my just my my friends in the band mm. you know and uh, you know uh miss just playing together mm -hmm. and um you know yeah just just really really strange but at the same time and and you know and, and from just a, an artist sort of sustainable a sustainability level you know that's a big chunk of 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 income you know that that I lost oh, yeah. you know for mm -hmm. um so that was you know that's that's tough but you know I I would say too I mean I there, as difficult as this past you know year and a half has been for 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 so many i mean i i just feel very very thankful um so many silver linings that mm. uh, came out of this last year and a half for me um you know when when the covid went down um last you know march 2020 um we we my family were in in florida on spring break um actually just my wife and the five kids mm. uh, with with staying with the grandparents and i was home working and uh and then and then uh you know, COVID happened and it was like work was work from home. And then I was like, well, couldn't home be Florida? You know? <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, it, it was could crazy. be. Yeah. So, so I was, I, so I called, you know, called Kim and was like, I, I think, you know, just stay down there. Don't, I don't think yeah. there's any point in coming back quite yet, you know, yeah. cause you're, you're having fun. It's great. And then I ended up jumping on the plane and going down to join them. I thought for maybe a week or two, you know, we'll just sort of see how this plays yeah. out. We ended up staying there for three months. Oh my gosh. And how was that? And it was amazing. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just, it was like the, the spring break from heaven, you know, it was like the spring yeah. break that never ended. Um, and it was just the best time. And the know? memories you got to make with your kids, oh, you yeah. know, that yeah. if you had, you been working and going to a job and everything else, 
That's the yeah. that's the upside. We were hunkered down, you know, with with um, the their grandparents too, yeah. you know, which was just really nice to have have that extended family community yeah. in a time where everyone mm-hmm. was so isolated, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, you know so the beaches there were still open for 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 quite some time. Yeah. So you know we were able to get out in the sun, and you know yeah. we're like. It was still snowing every, every, I'd wake up, you know, here, it was like snow every morning. I'm like, I was like, don't come home. You know, just like, In so, fact, I'm coming to you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that was beautiful. And then, you know, the, another thing that came out of the time of, of the, the pandemic, you know, for, for me was, was this opportunity. I'd, we'd just moved house. Um, and I'd left, I had a studio years ago at my old house, um, I, I got actually long story short, but I got really sick with Lyme disease mm. for a couple of years. Mm. And then, um, you know, we moved house and I, I had been longing to kind of get a new studio going so I could get, you know, record some new music. And, you know, I had the time over, over COVID to basically build, I, you know, converted half of my garage into a new home studio, oh, wow. put, uh, you know, uh, skylights in the, in the roof and patio doors on. It's just a beautiful little space oh. that became kind of my uh, home office, at, you know, recording studio and, and, uh, that was, you know, that wouldn't have happened without the the break. So it was amazing. So am I to understand that not only are you handsome and youthful, talented <laughs> musically, but also handy enough to make your own home studio? Handy enough to do? Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, yeah. When's it going to be enough, Ben? Well, I mean, what what else do you want, man? What else do you want? Well, you know, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of weaknesses there too. So. Yeah, let's not talk about those. <laughs> now let's let's keep the dream alive. It's all positive. Ben Kyle of the band Romantica. He's got a show coming up this weekend, headlining the middle night, the Saturday night of Palm Fest at Palmer's Bar, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But first, we should talk to you, Sean. You, uh, despite the fact that even though supposedly it's a great time to sell your house, not a terrible time to buy a house, you're suddenly very, very busy right now in your work with Edina Realty. Yeah, there was an article in the Star Tribune on Monday that went out and said that the market is slowing a little bit, and it seems like the media can control the way people feel. Wait, what? Who would have thought? <laughs> Wait, know. so you mean there's an actual impact? Things that you say or print have an effect on the population? It's crazy. No. Well, anyway, so they, and what was the gist of the article that it's slowing down? So it's now, slowing down. Oh, it's so not, now, but now people are panicking like, well, shit, I got to sell now. Well, it's kind of like the stock market in a way. They're like, should I sell right now? Not that my family ever had any money to do anything with the stock market, but it's like the stock market where you're like, should I sell now? Should I buy now? What should happen? And so I had three different people call me. And so I've had the Brian Oak days lately where I've been working 16 hour days. And then last night, my son, who's been seeing this girl for three months, finally decided to introduce her to the family at 10.30 last night. Why not? And Papa was very tired. What a great time to meet. Let's sit down and get to know each other. I was like, wow, this is not good timing. I really wanted to meet this young lady, Uh but, you know, I was like, I'm so tired right now. So nice to meet you. A little bit rough. So All you have to do is start talking about cryptocurrency, and she'll want to get out of that room right away. People love the crypto. They sure do. So if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. And Ben, you should know this, that... This year, I'm doing something different. I think I'm just going to continue it because it seems to be well-received. It's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, we're donating. Uh, I'm donating a portion of every buy or sell to an area musician, and it's the choice of the buyer or seller. I just had a guy go, I, I get to choose? I'm like, well, yeah. That's very cool. You're the one yeah, spending right, the yeah. money. So it's just That's the way great. I said, look, it's not a million dollars, but it's enough to help and uh, help local musicians continue to make music it is a part of my soul it's what recharges my battery that song alone that you just played mm. my batteries are charged Oof. now and i was fried coming in here today. <laughs> that was a beauty man uh, it's it was just it was really fantastic good. so 612-859-2594 another sponsor that's joined us recently is a mutual friend of all of ours but you probably know him better than sean and i combined would be tony zaccardi mm-hmm. and his bar palmers they are back on the map they are back in business people are coming out they're there all the time christy costello who came in here recently is doing some work there as well and it's um it's exciting because that's my neck of the woods i live in southeast minneapolis mm-hmm. right not far from there and Tony is one of the good guys, right? Yes. So Palmer, palmersbar.net is where you go to get all the information. It's a cool place just to slake your thirst if that's all you're in the mood to do. Slake but, it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, slake. Is that an Irish term? <laughs> I was going to say, I've never heard <laughs> slake before. Slake your thirst? Yeah. I'm not making that up, am I? You probably. Listen, you. Hang on. Mr. Fancy Words. Oh, it, listen. <laughs> just move on. Ben, have you we not heard slake you. your thirst before? Be honest, you Ben. Know, be on my side on this one. Slake your thirst. <laughs> Is it Norwegian? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. According to Merriam-Webster, 
To cause oneself to stop feeling thirsty, they slake their thirst with cold water. Oh, there you oh. go. There you go, Brian. Oh. Yeah. You're, more, so, you're smarter than all of us. Just my yep. friends at Miriam Webster, don't worry about it. Anyway, <laughs> it's a, what I was trying to do is talk <laughs> about Palmer's, not myself, and my amazing vocabulary. Too late. You can go there, you can go there and slake your thirst or check out all this incredible music. Ben is in because you are, it's a huge weekend. Night one, Friday looks cool as hell. Monica LaPlante and Cat Bath are going to be fantastic. Cat Night Bath. two. Night 2 looks dangerous, man. Red Sabbath, which is a Black Sabbath tribute, and that's the early part of the day. That's the middle of the afternoon. Hastings 3000, who's a madman. Black Widows, who have been on this show before. That's going to be an incredible thing. Farewell Milwaukee. Ben, mm-hmm. and this is the later show and later in the day. Ben is going to be uh, there. Ben Lubeck has been on the show before, and he's a dear friend. And you, Mr. Kyle, you and your band Romantica uh, are headlining that particular evening. Now, is the fact... That the bar owner is in Romantica, does that have anything to do with your headlining status? I don't think so. <laughs> mm, sounds sure. dodgy. I don't, I don't actually really care about that. It's going to yeah. be a cool event coming up on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 30th, the 1st, and the Saturday, pardon me, 31st, and the 2nd. Tell me how you first met Tony Zaccardi. Oh, man. Yes. Um, well, oh, that's a great story, actually. Met, I first met Tony Zaccardi in... It must have been 1995 or six when the Foo Fighters put out their first record. Wow. And they came and played First Avenue. And, uh, you know, I went down with my sister to the show and uh, Tony was down there with a couple of friends. Mm. And, you know, Dave Grohl, um, uh, you know, Pat Smear, the band. And, you know, this was like, what, a year after Nirvana? Had you know yeah. after yeah. you know and and uh, you know so all these you know uh, you know Kurt Cobain um, uh, <clears throat> you know kids you know with the, with the, with the makeup um, you know and everyone just waiting to get a glimpse of you know Dave Grohl so Dave and Pat and the band they get they, they pull up in their red Dodge Ram van you know oh fifteen gosh. passenger with the with the loft beds in there <laughs> and and you know they they get out and they they end up hanging out with all these kids for like an hour before the show. Really? Wow. And then, you know, and then after the show, they just hung out for a couple hours in the parking lot, just, you know, inviting us onto the van. Yeah. And, and it was just incredible. It was like, you know, the dream come true for all, you know, all these little, <laughs> so, and that's where I met Tony, you know, Tony was, you know, uh, he was a, you know, a fan and, and I was a fan and, and, uh, he and my sister actually had met before. Mm. Um, so she introduced me and, uh, you know, I was only 15 years old and I think, you know, Tony was, well, a few years older than me. And, um, you know, we, we've been friends ever since. Sean, I'm going to ask you a question and I just want a yes or no answer. Has anything that cool ever happened to you in your entire life? Nope. <laughs> Same. Uh, and again, no shame. I mean, like, but like, wow. I mean, well, lifelong the, yeah. friend, musical companion, Foo Fighters, Red Dodge Van. Wow, man. And you were, I mean, you were a kid. You were was, 15. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that stuff doesn't happen. You know, I know I'm in a, you know, yeah. I've been to tons of shows, yeah. you know, <laughs> I lot. mean, I've been backstage and, and just for a band to be that free, you know, just out on the street, chilling with the kids and, you know, I've just so cool. And they seem like they're still that band, right? right. Like every time I hear a Dave Grohl interview or anything, he still seems like no. I'm just a regular down to earth. I'm a cool dad, and now I'm a rich dad. But I'm still, <laughs> but I'm still a dad who plays rock and roll and loves his family and is cool to his fans. And also has never. I think the thing I love most about him, even when he's very earnest in his music, in his real life, he never takes himself too seriously. Right? There's never, there's never any right. real pomp there. Right? I mean, right. Yeah, I'm right. sure there are some, there are some window dressing and there's some accoutrement. Sure. But I, he doesn't seem like a guy who's so full of himself, he likes to pop his own balloons. That's right. a very charming trait, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a realist. And, you know, another cool tie-in there, you know, with, with Romantica was that for our first couple of records here in the cities, we had a, a violinist in the band by the mm. name of Jesse Green. And, you know, right after our se- our second album, uh, America, came out, which was, mm. you know, was kind of the, the one that, that put Romantic on the map, you know, more nationally, um, you know, Jesse gets a call from... Dave Grohl to go out and and audition for the Foo Fighters and literally you know she, she's telling me about this like at a rehearsal you know and like a week later maybe two weeks later I'm sitting 
watching the Grammys and she is playing on the Grammys. Oh you know, with, with, with the food. it was ridiculous. Wow. A- anybody who's met Jesse knows that she's one of the kindest, sweetest, most generous people on the planet. Absolutely, and not only yeah. talented, obviously very talented, but she's just cool. She's got this weird spark that always makes mm-hmm. me feel like she's up to something a little bit mischievous. You know, right, right. But I mean, she's wondrous. And yeah. so, what a great fit for a band that seems to have that mentality. Do you have any idea how they got a hold of her? Or was it some of their management, or did someone see her live somewhere? Yeah. I can't remember what what the what the connection was, you know. But yeah, oh, it's just such a cool opportunity. And she, you know, yeah, now she's playing with Pink, and you know, it's just <laughs> who? Bad, I'm sorry, who? Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. that works out. Um, <clears throat> tell me about Romantica. Tell me about when it took form, because obviously you were always a songwriter, and you have loved music. And I just, when do you feel like all of a sudden it coalesced, and now my band is Romantica? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was I was a songwriter. Um, loved. I, I just knew that was that's kind of in my soul to do. You know, from a very early age, and just and just yeah, like I told you, it's it's therapy. It's just the way I process things. So mm-hmm. I'll do. It, I would do it whether or not I was performing for people or not. In fact, I think it, it's unusual. But performing is not my favorite part of it. You know, the writing mm-hmm. is the part that I love. Um, you know, and just then I'm going to derail you for one second because this is my favorite thing about the creative process. Since I'm not a terribly creative person, I love so much music, but I just realized early on, I was never, ever going to be able to be that guy. Right. Um, and so I'm always fascinated to talk to people who are not only excellent performers, but great songwriters. And I love how varied the approach to that craft is, right? Like some people talk about, I didn't even write it. It fell out of the sky. It was a gift from another dimension. Mm-hmm. Other people are like, God damn, no, I worked on this thing for mm-hmm. two years and had to Frankenstein the whole thing together yeah. and crank it into life. Yeah. What What is your songwriting process like? You know, I didn't mean to yeah. interrupt you before, yeah. but this is the fascinating part to me. Does it run the gamut or is there a way that songwriting works for you is yeah. there a formula yeah uh that you know there's no formula it's it's a posture you know it's 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 just an attitude of of um participation and and, and it's being open to receive you know it's like it for me it's a co-creation you know it, it, there is another dimension that's created because it's gift you know you, mm-hmm. you come up with something you're like where the heck did that come from you know but it's but i like it it's beautiful so I mean, i'm gonna keep it so you know it's this it's this idea of uh, getting yourself in the place where you're open to receive something it, for me that's what you know and and sometimes it's run the gamut because sometimes it's that it's a song in five minutes and it's like wow that was just mm. dropped out of the sky and then sometimes it's it, it takes me three weeks of revisions because i know i want to write about this thing but every time i do it it's just that's not it you know <laughs> and the moment when a song comes together for me is like when i can look at it and be like wow that's bigger than me you know, like that's, that's, it surprises me. It's, that's bigger than I could have come up with, you know? So it's just like, wow, there's, there's, there is another, uh, there's another level. There's another dimension. It'd be fair to say that you're a spiritual guy. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And, and have yeah. you always been a spiritual guy or was there a time in your life where things really shifted and you kind of came to appreciate? Yeah. Um, no, I've always been just, just curious about the, the, mm. what's, you know, the metaphysical and what's, what's beyond you know that what the what we see and, mm-hmm. and feel and touch and and uh I've always been very curious um and I have, you know I think even going through the illness you know I went through yeah. pushed me deeper into that sort of what's going on like what's the bigger picture here what's you know um and uh yeah yeah so and 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 got you know pushed me to a place where I was I think able to even tap into that dimension to 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 even heal even res- yeah. you know even- Lyme's disease is no joke my friend uh, Brianna Lane uh, yeah. local artist had it as well or are still dealing with uh, the effects of it it is no joke no yeah. no when no, I have a friend Mark who's same thing I mean he I don't know that he's still fully recovered the use of his hands yet and so mm-hmm. when I heard that you had been struggling with it I'm like well damn your hands are your bread and butter I mean don't get me yeah. wrong your mind your voice all of that but that guitar is an important part of right. how you craft and how you create. So, I mean, and, and Lyme's disease is one of those things, too, where for a while doctors are like, we're not sure what's wrong until they finally get to it. And so I'm surprised it doesn't get tested for it earlier because in almost all these situations that I've heard about, yeah. it's people are like, we just couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out, finally figured it out. And at that point, I mean, there are lingering effects. Are you are you cleared up? Right. Are you good? You know, I mean, I I'd say I always I'm the, I'm the eternal optimist, so I always mm. I'm always you know even when I was like n- nearly dead, I was saying oh, I'm like a, feeling like fifty percent, you know. <laughs> uh, so you know, so I I I now I say you know I'm ninety five 
percent, you know, because there are lingering things, and there's there's you push through, you know, stuff, um, and and but I'm you know it's just like I just look at it like every day is a new day, and I'm getting better. You know, when you talk better. about nearly dead, I don't feel like you're exaggerating. I mean, no. were you in tr- real trouble? I was, yeah, no, I was, mm. I, I was so, I was so, you know, and for me, the the biggest. The heart did most difficult uh, symptom was 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 neuroinflammation. Really, mm-hmm. you know, so like my mm-hmm. brain was so inflamed that I was I was there was I got to the point where I was lying in my bed and I was trying to remember trying to remind myself how many kids I had oh. and what their names were. You know, oh. it was like that. My brain was so uh, inflamed, you mm-hmm. know, that I was I was grasping to hold on to reality. You know, so it was it was just just devastating. Oh, we're so glad you're well, okay. I, yeah. I'll, I'll take 95% of Ben Kyle. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah, day yeah, of the yeah. week, Ben. Yeah. Before we talk about the gig that's coming up this coming weekend, I do have to mention, before we start to begin to think about winding down, I have to mention Forgotten Star Brewing Company because they are a new sponsor mm-hmm. here on the podcast, and they do incredible work. Not only are they in one of the coolest facilities I've ever seen. I mean, it's an old wartime facility. Yeah. It basically just looks like a big warehouse in an industrial park, but it has these two towering stacks that go into the sky you couldn't miss it i mean you could you could navigate if you were an old-timey well you can't really navigate a ship in fridley but you know what i mean (laughs) right you could you could navigate by these towers if you saw them and forgotten star they do a good job they're great local providers of brew and hospitality very much involved in their community they open at noon every single day uh also although i'm not a big dog person wildly dog friendly if i'm not mistaken yeah they are which is really cool inside or out and they've got that great new stage there as well. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Ben, but you would you would love performing there. It's, it's a cool space, and if I'm not mistaken, they have several brews specifically for dogs if you want to get your dogs drunk. Wow. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, everybody. Ben's like, he just packed up his gear. Yeah, he's no, out. He's ben, out. ben and a lot of people listening are like, no fucking way. That's not okay. No, you don't. Especially not, because dogs will drive if yeah, they've had no, a few. And here's the other thing. Okay, oh, fine. Be offended about that also for all of you out there. Don't blow weed in your cat's face. It's not exactly cool. Exactly right. Not cats cool. Cats don't dig it, man. Consent is everything when it comes to all that stuff. In any event, sorry, forgotten star i've spent a really long week and i'm very tired i'll do better next time forgottenstarbrewing.com is where you go to find out the lineup of their summer concert series everything that they're involved with in the community and you can just head over and enjoy their good company because they're nice people over there ben you uh what else does your summer look like so we're going to talk a little bit more about palmer fest or palm fest rather before we let you go but i have to imagine with the world opening back up and you champing at the bit to get back out there Speaking of big words, it's not chomping, it's champing. Okay, just listen. I know, I Listen, know, guy, I know. listen. Yeah. Thanks um, a lot. Yeah. God, nobody likes know-it-alls, do they? Nope. You are the classic guy, just like me, where you didn't get your four-year degree. Yeah. You made it almost a year, and then, so you got to constantly, I'm the same way, you got to constantly prove that you're smart enough. Yeah. And it right. still doesn't right. work. I'm not really smart enough, but big words. (laughs) It's an easy way to sort of bridge that particular gap. Um, I have to imagine that you did write some music over the course of the... So tell me what what your immediate musical future looks like, your touring future looks like, and where people go to get all of the acquired romantic information. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely been writing um, over the the, the past few months. Uh, You know, I've got the studio set up, and uh, so I've I've been... uh, writing some, working on some songs for new album, uh, posting them as as little demo videos on my Patreon page. So mm-hmm. it's just um, that's just Ben, you know, Patreon slash Ben Kyle, I think. Or um, and then uh, uh, you know, planning to put a record together. You know, I always I, I write and I don't even I, you know I don't know at the time is this going to be for a romantic record? Is this going to be a solo thing or mm-hmm. what's this for? But it'll we'll, I just kind of let it come together. Um, so right now I'm just working on on demos and and uh, hoping to have new music out soon and and um, and what does your gut tell you? Does it feel like a Ben Kyle record? Or does it feel like a romantic record? You know, I think I think it's it's going to be a Ben Kyle record, but mm-hmm. there there's going to be I think it's going to be singles. You know, you know, oh, wow. I mean, you know, it's going to start with singles. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to wait till there's a full record. So I think there'll be 
probably a few Ben Kyle signal, mm. singles, but there'll probably be a Romantica single pretty soon, too. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the age we live in, right? I right. mean, with the way that music is delivered in this day and age, you don't have to go out and print up a 45 for every single right. you do and come up with some lame B-side to fill the other side <laughs> of it. I mean, you could just put it out there and people will be happy. I mean, I'm sure they'd love an yeah. entire record of your material, but why not, you know, dole it out to them in easily digestible portions? We live in the era where you can. Exactly, exactly. And, you know... Um, one of the reasons it's, it's a Ben Kyle album is because of the, the personal journey of the last mm-hmm. you know few years and going through the illness. There's a there's a lot to write about in that you know and it and it and it is very personal in content. So mm-hmm. it, it just you know and 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 I'm also you know you you know I'm I'm at a point where yeah I just want to write a new story you know blank page do something different I don't you know you know and so. Um, you know, we, I can do that. You can do that to a degree with the band, you know, but, yeah. but there's a sign that the band has and there's a character and it's like, you, 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 you know, you, you, with this, I mm. just want to be like, you know, shit to the wall and just, this yep. could be anything and get, just, get it out there. You know, yeah. Just, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I think anybody who's a songwriter, I think you just put a perfect point on it where, no, some things feel like the band and some things feel like yours. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong about that. I don't think you have to apologize for that, right? right? I mean, you're the artist. You get to express yourself. (laughs) Palm Fest 21 is coming up this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, July 30th, 31st, and August 1st at Palmer's in, well, southeast Minneapolis technically, but right there on the West Bank. You can't miss it. Right across the street from Part Wolf, which I really got to talk to those owners because I can't stand that name for a bar. I don't get it. (laughs) What the hell is is Part Wolf? I don't even know. Anyway, Palmer's is right across the street. <laughs> Palmer's, great name. The signature dude, leaning back out front. And out back, they've got this glorious patio, a beautiful place to see live music. Friday, Monica LaPlante, Cat Bath, Little Dave Merriman is going to be there from the arrivals. On Saturday, the big one. Red Sabbath is going to be there. Hastings 3000, Black Widows. That's the daytime part of the show. That evening, Farewell Milwaukee and Romantica. Mm. Man, if you like good music... Go on Saturday. Now, again, there's great stuff on Sunday, too. Becky Capel's going to be there. Doug Otto, Nato Cole, Sam Russo, Brendan Kelly. But, man, I'm telling you, back-to-back, the two Bens, Farewell Milwaukee and Romantica, that sounds sexy as hell. You might actually get me out of the house on a Saturday, Ben. New air conditioning to boot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And exactly. Lubeck was supposed to be here this week, but he was off celebrating his mom's 70th birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday, Ms. <laughs> Lubeck. All right. Actually, we wish everybody in that in, involved in that the very best. Those pictures looked fantastic, by the way. They it looked did. like he was having a fantastic really, really time. Cool. Um, where do people go to get, I mean, you, know, you told about, about Patreon, yeah. but if people want to look back on Romantica or back on Ben Kyle or P, uh, keep an eye on the future, where's the best place for them to go? You know, I mean, I BenKyle.com is kind of the the anchor for Romantica stuff. I'm Ben Kyle, and, mm-hmm. and there's a you know, newsletter list there. Um, but you know, these days, Spotify, Apple Music is good as place as any to go back and and listen back to the discography and just see what you know everything's up there and it's it's quick. That's how I listen to stuff and 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 you know go for information about people these days. And are so, you guys yeah. on Bandcamp as well if people want to purchase? Yep. Yeah, yeah Bandcamp Because well. that's where the yep. margins are the best, right? So if they were to purchase the music, you'd probably want them to do Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah. if they're digitally, yes. If they're okay. buying, you know, but uh, if they're buying physical, obviously the straight from the web website is great. Perfect. BenKyle.com, yeah. very good. Ben, uh, have a great time at Palm Fest and good luck to you this summer and I'm glad you're back among the living, man. I can Thank only you. imagine what that so must have been like for your kids better. and for you um, and for your fans, right? I mean, that's that's cool. So speaking of, uh, we do have to wrap things up, but before we cut you loose, we get one more song, right? All right, yeah. Then I'm just going to thank all our sponsors once again. I want to thank AudioQuip. Thank you, Sean. Good to see your face again. Oh, thanks, Brian. Yeah. Why do you always make it sound like that? Why do you do that? Well, you just, I don't know, it kind of throw, throws it away. No, just, I didn't okay, throw it Sean. away. I, Thanks, Sean. No, I didn't say that at all. I was trying to be as genuine let as ben, possible. Can you just let Ben play his song? Why do you refuse to be loved? You're, I, you're right about that. Yeah, that's a no, whole I know show. I am. It's yeah. a whole other show. Next week, on the next episode, Why is Sean Unlovable? <laughs> In the meantime, Hey, though, that's, a to- that's totally different. Yeah, no, no. No, it's the same thing. Uh, We're going to wrap things up now, but thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to Audio Quip. Ben, thank you very much. And take us out with one last song here. Tell me the name of the song and let me know what we need to know about this one, right? Yeah, for sure. This song's called Hurricane. It's a brand brand new song, uh, you know, that I'm working on at the moment for the new record. Um, It's just really, you know, it's about that experience of of, um, being, you find yourself kind of just knocked off your feet by by a squall, um, you know, and, uh, you know, not knowing 
you know, what to do, where to turn, mm. you know, just, just helpless, you know, and people who, who suffer from Lyme disease feel that way. They just don't know. Doctors don't under, seem to understand mm. it. That, you know, it's hard to find a diagnosis. And then once you do, then even how do you heal? It's, it's pretty unknown how mm. there's, you know, there's, it's difficult, you know, people suffer with it for years and, and some don't get better. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's that song. And, 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 you know, the, the struggle I went through with, with, watching dealing with this suffering and and being a father and, and like watching my kids and not even being able to be present with them not them not being able to understand why i'm so sick and just you know it's just this is my heart for them my my prayer for them just to you know if something ever happens to them um you know to to, to just don't give up hope and keep fighting so this is this is where that came from We never know where our life's gonna go How the chips are gonna fall How the die's gonna roll There'll be times when we lose our way We won't know where to turn We won't know how to pray If you get caught in the rising tide Don't give up your hope Don't give up on the fight I got caught in a hurricane But I held on tight And I fought for my life if you get caught in a hurricane, don't lose your grip, don't lose your touch. Want you to know I'm still fighting and I love you so much. Don't be afraid of anything. Love is stronger than suffering. Don't be afraid for your life. Love will be the winner tonight. Don't be afraid of anything Love is stronger than suffering Don't be afraid for your life Love will be the winner tonight God only knows where the wind's gonna blow If the sun's gonna shine If the rain's gonna show There'll be times when we lose our way We won't know where to turn We won't know how to pray If you get caught in the rising tide Don't give up your hope Don't give up on the fight I got caught in a hurricane But I held on tight And I fought for my life If you get caught in a hurricane Don't lose your grip Don't lose your touch Want you to know I'm still fighting And I love you so much Don't be afraid of anything Love is stronger than suffering And don't be afraid for your life Love will be the winner tonight Don't be afraid of anything Love is stronger than suffering Don't be afraid for your life Love will be the winner tonight I know it feels like the end of the world By the sound on the screen and the talk on the street I know it feels like a beautiful world gone wrong oh. I know it feels like the end of the world Baby, hold on tight, hold on to me What if it's only the darkness Before the beautiful dawn What if it's only the darkness Before the beautiful dawn don't be afraid of anything Love is stronger than suffering Don't be afraid for your life Love will be the winner tonight Don't be afraid of anything Love is stronger than suffering Don't be afraid for your life Love will be the winner tonight